Welcome to the Do Good Radio Hour with Bluegrass Community Foundation. Here at Bluegrass Community Foundation, we believe doing good inspires good. It's the gift that keeps on giving. The intention behind the show is to encourage you by sharing the undeniable good happening within our community. One of the ways we plan to do this is by sharing the stories of nonprofit organizations across the region who are creating more generous, vibrant, and engaged communities. Tune into the Do Good Radio Hour every Monday at 2 p.m. to hear about the good that is the heartbeat of our community and how you can get more involved. Hello everyone, my name is Kayton and I am part of the communications team here at BGCF. This episode is extra special because it focuses on BGCF 365. A lot of you may be wondering what that is and that's exactly what we want to hear. BGCF 365 connects Lexington's aspiring civic leaders for just $1 per day. Pooled with your fellow 365 members, your commitment of $365 will compound, creating a powerful grant-making engine for Lexington nonprofits and civic projects. Your annual membership contribution is split equally into two pools. One half is used for immediate grant-making, decided on collectively by 365 members. The other half builds the BGCF 365 Endowment, which serves as a perpetual charitable asset to provide grant-making resources for generations to come. Each year, BGCF 365 hosts networking and educational events and an annual grant-making event where the members decide how to allocate their grant-making. In total, BGCF 365 has awarded $100,000 in grants to Lexington nonprofits. To learn more about BGCF 365, keep on listening. I'm here with Will Boer and Becca Sherman, the co-chairs of BGCF 365. They have led the 365 charge for a year and navigated through its various seasons, but they have managed to guide BGCF 365 and its members to be quite a vibrant force to connect Lexington's aspiring philanthropists and civic leaders while also facilitating a powerful grant-making engine for Lexington nonprofits. And today we are lucky enough to have both of them here. So without further ado, let's welcome them. Hello, Will and Becca. How are you today? Good. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, so before we get into everything that has to do with BGCF 365, tell us more about you all and what you do here in Lexington. Well, as you said, my name is Becca Sherman. Um, I'm actually a transplant from Cincinnati, but I've lived in Lexington for over 15 years now. Um, I'm an attorney with Stites and Harbison here in town and um, just really love the city. I I went to college at UK and um, fell in love with Lexington and never left. I had the opportunity to be part of kind of the inaugural year of um, BGCF 365 and join the steering committee, um, actually the same year as Will did, and, and have really appreciated the opportunities that 365 has given me to not only see the city in a different light and see the wonderful things that the Community Foundation is doing to make this the vibrant, amazing city that we live in, um, but to get to know um, uh, other professionals throughout the community. Um, so it's been just a really nice compliment to what was already a really amazing experience in a city that I now call home. Yeah, and uh, my name's Will Boer. I'm uh, along with Becca, co-chair of 365. Uh, I grew up in Lexington. I'm, I'm from here. I, I did leave for a little while, but came back. This is home for me. I'm an attorney. Also, I work for RJ Corman Railroad Group in Nicholasville. I became involved with 365 moving back. I was I, I was living in Atlanta at the time and I and I came back 
looking for a way to get plugged back into the community and had some friends that were involved with 365, which instantly gave it credibility to me. And so I ended up joining. It's been really a transformative um, thing for me in, in being able to join the, the steering committee and be involved with the grant making process, learning about um, how grant making works and seeing that be um, a power for good in the community in Lexington. Um, it's, it's been great. I love hearing your all stories about how, you know, your heart was in Lexington and here in that community. And I think that's a testament to um, what I'm about to talk about, which full disclosure, I know a lot of people ask what BGCF 365 is. When the name is seen in our marketing or in our promotional materials, we get a lot of questions about what this initiative means. So for our listeners who might not know, please describe what BGCF 365 is and what it entails. So I'll take a stab at it, Will, and let you fill in um, the gaps that I missed. So BGCF 365 is a fund that's held at the Community Foundation. And the reason why we um, call it BGCF 365 is because it's a dollar a day. So $365 a year um, is the annual commitment, um, which is, you know, a dollar a day. And it goes into a fund um, that's held by the Community Foundation which was um, established by um, an endowment of $365,000, which was generously contributed by John and Donna Hall to kind of kick off um, what BGCF 365 is. And so every year, half of the $365 that is um, donated by each member state is held in the endowment and the other half is given directly to um, local charities through the grant making process. With that $365 that each member gives, we're able to compile a very generous grant or multiple grants, excuse me, um, each year. So we've given over the past um, four years $100,000 to local community uh, organizations in the bluegrass region, not necessarily within Fayette County, but kind of in, in the central Kentucky area, focused um, near and surrounding Fayette County. Um, and so that's kind of where it came from. And it's really just about kind of making um, grant making and um, participation with the Community Foundation accessible for everyone at just a dollar a day. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right, Becca. And I think the only thing I would add to that is where, you know, there, there's no, you know, age requirements for being involved in 365, but we're focused on young philanthropists who are looking for ways to get involved, uh, get a start in philanthropy when it may be hard um, if you're just out of college or somebody who, who doesn't have a lot of disposable income to, for a dollar a day, you can join this grant making engine and, um, and collective giving pool and really see an impact you, you can have on the community to, to grow young philanthropists who can later down the line, uh, maybe establish their own fund at BGC. Yeah, so people want to hear about impact, right? People often measure the legitimacy of something based on tangible results, and BGCF365 has those in abundance. So have you seen this endowment really have an impact on the community? Each year we have programming events, and we try to have about four per year plus our annual meeting. But at least the last couple of years, Becca and I have really tried to make it a point to have one one of our programming events focused on the past year's grant recipients. And so generally they'll come, um, so a representative from that organization will come and, and speak and talk about um, not only what their, what their organization does in the community, but what specifically they received a grant for and, and give us a general update on the progress of the project that they got the grant for. 
And that's been a really unique uh, experience for, for me to see actually something that was presented to us in, Jan in January to then see them come back in June and see what they put the money for and some of the things they've been able to accomplish over the last six months. And if I could add to that too, I think it's really um, a testament to, to the types of organizations that we've supported that many of our members after either seeing their presentations in the annual meeting or seeing, as Will mentioned, our kind of follow-up conversations and being a part of that, they then reached out and said, how can I help more? What can I do? Can I donate, you know, my time, my efforts, um, or perhaps, you know, more, more money if that's what they choose to do. But I think it's really a testament to what we're doing that not only are these um, very worthy organizations receiving the grants, but then we're building relationships between our members and these organizations that have, you know, we hope um, really long lasting effects. Yeah. And this, I didn't plan to ask this question, but there's four pillars that you all focus on, right? Do you, do you know those exactly? Yes. Yeah, so each year has a different theme as far as, you know, where the grant um, focus will go. Our first year was healthy neighborhoods followed by education two years ago was green places and public spaces. And then last year was art, arts and culture. So our focus this year will then transition back to healthy neighborhoods and we'll continue that cycle. So like I said, you actually get to see your investment granted out to various nonprofits and initiatives. So what has that process been like specifically seeing, you know, these small and large nonprofits get thousands of dollars to continue their work? It's, I mean, it's really rewarding to see, you know, usually they'll bring the people that come to the, well, well I guess let me start. So the annual grant making process starts each year, uh, I think October, November timeframe when the, when the BGCF helps us issue an RFP um, for grant applicants. And we collect those based on the, the focus, whatever for that year that Becca just talked about. Um, once the RFP closes, the, the steering committee will get together We'll, we'll review those applications and then get together to have a meeting to go over how those were scored and feedback on them. And, and the steering committee will actually select a top five um, to go on to the annual meeting. The annual meeting is generally held in January of each year um, where each organization comes to present the project that they're applying for the grant. Uh, and then the, the membership as a whole gets to, gets to vote which applicant is their favorite and kind of rank them. The cool thing about the annual meeting is everybody that comes to it, present at the annual meeting is guaranteed to receive some level of grant. So it's rewarding to be able to see what people are working on in the community and know that, that they're gonna get some money to help go help accomplish those goals. And I would say that the annual meeting, we'll, we'll talk about our other events throughout the year, but it's one of my favorite events that we offer. It's, it's just a really, incredible evening where you see, like Will said, these really um, great organizations and the, the incredible impact they have on our community. Um, a lot of these organizations, you know, uh, I would say that many of our members are, aren't really aware of exactly what they do, if they're aware of them at all. Um, and so it's great to shed a spotlight on them and allow them, um, you know, between like five and seven minutes to kind of give their pitch as to why they um, should receive the top uh, grant award for the evening. Um, and like Will said, you know, everybody who presents, all five of the organizations walk away with, with some money, um, which is nice for everyone um, to, to see that. But we've had some really incredible organizations over the past. I, I couldn't pick, you know, one of my favorite. 
Um, but it is just, it's really amazing to see the impact they have on, you know, our children in the community, um, our public spaces in the community, just places that you can, you know, go and enjoy as a citizen on a nice sunny day and um, get to appreciate Lexington for the unique city that it is. Yeah. So like we've been talking about BGCF 365, it uh, really focuses a lot on grant making, you know, that's heavily focused on, but also it's partnered with this really cool networking site as well. Will, you were referring to, um, there's no age limit on this group, but it's definitely vibrant and enthusiastic group of people that network together, which is really unique, I feel like, for a city like Lexington. So can you just describe what that experience is like? So we, we typically have at least four events a year. We, we want to make BGCF um, accessible to everyone, both on a financial and a time commitment. And so we're respectful of the fact that, you know, so many of our members are already very stretched thin on, on both ends. Um, so we, wanna, we want to provide, you know, networking opportunities for those who have the time and capacity to do so, but not necessarily make it another obligation that, you know, overstuffs your plate. Um, so we focus on quarterly events. Um, the only truly mandatory event is the annual meeting, and that's if you want to vote. So even if if you want to participate and donate and don't attend the annual meeting, we're happy to you know welcome you as a member. But we, you would just wouldn't be able to vote if you couldn't attend the annual meeting. But otherwise, the um, the other events throughout the year are totally optional. Um, we encourage you to attend, obviously, for that. Um, networking benefit to get to know others and get to know, you know, more about our community, which is really what this is about. Um, and also to bring people who, who might be interested in, as well. Um, they're typically open for anybody who, who's looking to learn more about BGCF 365. Um, like I said, they're, they're quarterly, so uh, we try to kind of mix it up as far as, you know, what the event's focused on, um, how much involvement is required of our members who do attend, um, so we really, we've done everything from, we've hosted a few on the tables, which are usually early in the year. We've done a mayoral debate, which was really, really interesting. Um, that was a couple years ago and it was really well attended. Um, and I think that our members really appreciated the opportunity to engage our mayoral candidates at the time and discuss with them. Um, arts and culture was our theme that year. So it was a really nice compliment to that. We've done some happy hours that are just kind of, you know, come and enjoy and chit chat with those who are in attendance. Um, we've had a former coach Mitchell come and speak, which was um, really great to hear about his philanthropic um, endeavors and, and what, you know, the community foundation and their fund means, but also just what it means to be a philanthropist and how that's really important for them personally and for the community. I'm sure that I've missed a few, but those would highlight a few of my favorites over the past couple of years. So just for fun, I want to know just quickly, what's one of your favorite memories that you've had as being a member? For me, I mean, Becca mentioned it already. I, I, I thought, you know, we had this event at Bell's where Coach Mitchell and his wife came and spoke. And that was something that I don't think anybody really had any expectation of. It was something we, we had um, the foundation try to help us find a speaker for. But Coach Mitchell and Jenna really plugged in and, and talk to the group about their philanthropic philosophy and how uh, it's helped connect them to a community, Lexington, that they didn't grow up in and, and weren't previously a part of. Um, and so I really enjoyed hearing that. And then at the end of that, they made a really unexpected and generous financial contribution uh, to the, not just the community foundation, but to 365 itself, um, which was 
a huge, a huge gift for us. And so I've always been really appreciative of that. Totally unexpected um, and generous. So that, that was my, the, my favorite kind of experience of one of our events. I would say that um, one of my more memorable experiences would be um, two years ago, and we've mentioned this before, one, one of our kind of events that we like to do throughout the year is to, to check in with a grant recipient and get to you know hear from them and hear how they utilize the grant. Um, and so two years ago, one of the recipients was the Lexington Public Library. And so we hosted one of our quarterly meetings at the downtown library location and discussed with them the programs that they were supporting um, with the grant uh, money that they had received. And I just thought it was really, it was just a really great experience. You know, it was nice to have everybody together. It was nice to hear from them and um, and see you know the grant in action but i think it also spoke to you know an organization like the the public library we all um have our understanding of what they offer and i don't think any of us realize really how much they do for the community and so during that meeting we we got to sit down and have a really intimate conversation with their representatives and hear you know extreme impact that they have particularly you know on kids in our community but really overall and and the wonderful things that they're doing so i i that's one experience that i think will stick with me we are currently accepting new members as i've said before an enthusiastic community that will get you excited about the future um so in your own words why should other aspiring philanthropists consider joining 365. i think there's a ton of reasons uh to join 365 you know whether you're somebody like me who's moving back or new to a community in Lexington and you want to be plugged in with other philanthropists um, or you're somebody who's young and doesn't have um, either the the resources or, or the understanding of where to go and how to get help if you want to get engaged in a philanthropic group. Um, but but also I'm just excited about the, the group of members that we have, um, the growth that we're, we're trying to push for and the exciting things that, that I think we're going to accomplish over the next few years in terms of growth uh, of membership and giving. So I think those are, there's a lot of reasons to join, but those are a few. Yeah, and if I could add to that, I think, you know, it, it matters. If to answer your question very simply, you know, it's a relatively um, ascertainable threshold of the dollar a day, but even that contribution, it, it has just significant impacts on the community. And that's thanks in large part to the endowment that was set up by the halls um, but also because of the combined contribution of all members together. So as Will mentioned, you know, we're really, we're really hoping to expand our membership, which will directly allow us to give more to the community. So it, your, your single dollar a day may not sound like a lot, but at the end of the year, it, we're currently, you know, giving um, $25,000 a year to local organizations. And with more members, we can give more annually. Um, so we, we really hope that um, people are interested in, in joining us on this mission and um, are excited about the, hopefully, the greater impact that we can have over the next few years. That's great. So this is our last question here today. You all have done a great job. 2021, I'm feeling the hope in the air. I don't know about you all. I'm feeling hopeful this year. So what should people expect from 365 for the rest of this year? Well, we're really hoping to be able to meet in person again sometime this year. We're hoping to have at least at one event um, where we can all get together, see some familiar faces, um, and sort of re-energize and get excited about um, the, this year's grants. 
Uh, and then we're also, we're hoping to grow. So as Becca mentioned, you know, the more members we can get, um, the more we can give and make an impact on the community. Yeah, we're, we're very excited about um, what this year has to hold, especially the probably the second half of the year when we can get back in person. Um, we are extremely excited to um, see everyone in person and um, hope that, that we will have a really great second half of the year. So shout out where people can find out more about 365 and how they can join. You can find out on, the, on our website, which is bgcf.org backslash 365. That was great. So Will and Becca, thank you so much. 365 is such an incredible initiative we have here and we hope our listeners check it out for themselves and hopefully we can grow and grant more money and see what 2021 has in store. And of course, if anybody has questions or would like to talk to Will or myself, um, we would be more than happy to speak with them about, you know, the, how much we believe in this mission. And um, we'd certainly love to, to have that conversation with anyone who's interested, as well as members of our steering committee who are also listed on the website. In 2020, BGCF 365 met virtually to award five grants totaling $25,000 to Lexington nonprofits delivering creative arts programming in innovative ways during COVID-19. Central Music Academy was granted $10,000 to help roll students off the waiting list and safely provide services during this critical time we are living in. And we have Aaron Walker Bliss here, the director, to share about the effect of this on the organization. So hello, Aaron. How is 2021 treating you so far? Luckily, things seem to be looking up and hopefully, though, where our BGCF 365 grant was to help us reach more students on the waiting list especially through Zoom, but hopefully by the mid part of this year, we'll be back in person. I'm hoping so. That's our hope at least. So tell us a little bit about you and what you do there at CMA. We'll call it CMA for time's sake. (laughs) Sure. So we've been around for about 15 years now, and we provide free private music lessons to kids who can't afford them. So this is... um, basically any instrument, kids ages eight to 18, and they reach out to us when their parents can't pay for private lessons. And one of the reasons that we were founded is to try to close that gap in music achievement between the students of uh, low socioeconomic backgrounds and then those who can afford private lessons because just going to things like, you know, all state band, orchestra, choir, or, music school auditions for college or music festivals over the summer, it really tends to be a lot of kids who come from middle to upper middle to to wealthy class backgrounds. And so we wanted to try to close that achievement gap for students. Before we got started, you were telling me about where you're located. I think it's helpful for people, I know it is for me, to visualize like where is this organization located? Yeah, we are in Lexington's West End. So our location is at 644 Georgetown Street, and we're in a really neat old building that's about 100 years old. Um, It is called the Robert H. Williams Cultural Center, and it was founded actually when it was built 100 years ago to be an orphanage for African-American children. And then post uh, desegregation, it's functioned mostly as a cultural center. So they do other kinds of programs here as well. Um, But we've been here, this is going to be the end of our second year here now, I think. And though we haven't had kids coming in person for the last year, 
it's a great space for us. It's a huge building, lots of different rooms, and we have a ton of instruments, of course, being a music school. So it's nice to have so much space to store them over here. How many students do you reach per year? Per year, it's about 150 between private lessons, and then we do offer some group classes as well, although that's not our central focus. So yeah, it's about 150 a year, and then we have um, a waiting list that's pretty extensive. Typically, between 50 and 80 kids are on there. We're always trying to whittle that down, um, which is why we wrote this VGCF 365 grant to try to get more kids involved in our programs. But we do pay all of our instructors because we want to have very high quality teachers working with the students and making sure the kids are getting the most expert advice that they can. Um, And so that's definitely an expensive portion of our budget too. And so that's why even though the kids are getting free lessons, they're not free for us to provide. So as I mentioned before, BGCF 365 met with five organizations virtually earlier this year and each organization presented. I was in attendance and it was super fun to see the different organizations showcase how they've made things work during this time, you know? So what was that experience like for you? Um, It was very cool to hear about the other groups because though we, I know some of the people that work at them and CMA has partnered with some of them before, like Lexington Philharmonic was one. And certainly we've worked with them a lot in the past and we know their staff pretty closely at CMA. There were organizations that I hadn't heard of. So one of them, for example, was Allegro Dance Project. And I was like, whoa, what they do is fascinating. And then maybe two weeks ago, their director reached out to me over email And she was like, hey, I saw your presentation at BGCF 365. Congratulations um, on CMA winning. We'd love to collaborate. We have some summer dance um, performances coming up and could any of your students play? And so one of the things we were talking about this morning, actually at our little staff meeting we had prior to this interview was, okay, which kid's going to play? Okay, we think it's going to be Zach the trumpeter. And so it's been nice to just to hear about other organizations and then when they're reaching similar communities, whether it's economically disadvantaged or um, students who have disabilities, we're able to collaborate with a lot of other programs that that do outreach for kids and provide them with more opportunities. So it's been cool to have those connections made for us just by that grant presentation too. I'm so glad you mentioned that. That is so cool. I don't think we would have ever known here at BGCF that that happened. So what a yeah. cool it was an unexpected, it was an unexpected bonus too. Cause I mean, it was a stressful, a stressful presentation. I think partially because we knew that it would be voted on immediately. So live voting on grants doesn't really happen anywhere else. You know, usually you send something in and for example, if it's national endowment for the arts, it's like eight months before you hear if you got it or not. But this one, uh, as you know, having been on the call, it was like five groups make presentations and then live voting from the organization itself on which project that they wanted to fund as the top award. So that was totally different for me. And I'm sure it was for everybody else who was presenting as well. Yeah, that was my next question. What was it like when you realized that CMA had received the $10,000 grant? I was surprised. I mean, I, I was, as I said, like watching other groups, I was like, whoa, that's so cool what they're doing. And then I was like, there's no way we're winning. (laughs) Everybody else's projects were so strong too. So it was really exciting. And also, I mean, we've had, um, we've had funding from Bluegrass Community Foundation in the past and 
we just opened an endowment over there too. Like last month, I think is actually when we got that opened up. So, so certainly we've known about the foundation and, and they asked for a long time, but we've not applied for BGCF 365 before. So I just wasn't certain uh, if we would be in line with, you know, what they were looking to support or anything. So it was a, a bit of a surprise, but certainly a welcome one. And not just this collaboration, as I said, but also with other groups too, that the um, foundation supports, that's going to be amazing for us moving forward. Right. So it's cool to think about how a group like 365 saw the positive impact CMA has had on our community and chose to recognize it. And, you know, initiatives like 365 spark awareness for all the good that your organization is doing. And hopefully that's what this, the purpose of this interview is as well. So why should people know about CMA? Well, I think we're important because it's all children who would not be able to have these opportunities otherwise. So if you grew up playing an instrument or your sibling grew up playing an instrument or your children did and you received private lessons, probably your parents were able to pay for them or you paid for them for your child to experience. And maybe your kid was in CKYO and they made it because, you know, you paid for those private lessons. But just imagine all of those students who wouldn't have had those experiences and then put yourself in their place. And that's really what we're trying to do uh, is reach all those kids that would never have that opportunity otherwise. And so um, I feel like it's a, it's a hole that, isn't filled in many communities across the United States. Um, and especially to there are there are several after school programs in different cities that do provide group instruction. I think one any program with the uh, Elsa demo model where like the students do meet in groups. Um, those have been really, really successful in a number of places across the world. Um, and we have one here North Limestone Music Works that does great work with uh, the children in groups, but um, moving past an education where they're in some kind of an ensemble, that one-on-one -on -one education, I think, is where they end up making huge strides. And so it's not just the musical experience too, but, you know, half the lesson, they're also talking about what's going on in their lives. And it's that one-on-one -on -one connection with a mentor as well that we feel like is really important at CMA especially right now when personal connections, I think, have been weakened in so many areas just because we're not seeing other humans in person and haven't for a year. But even though we're reaching the kids on Zoom, we're still reaching them and they're still able to see their instructor one-on-one -on -one and that that's their time. Like no one's going to cut in on their half hour or some of the kids get hour lessons. So they know that that teacher, they have their focused attention. They have that mentor's attention. And I think that means a lot to them knowing that that's their personal space that they can, they can enjoy music and then they can also kind of catch up on what else is going on in their life. So we really feel like that connection for kids is, is the reason we exist. Yes, it's the music for sure, but it's also creating those mentor and mentee relationships too. And music is such a powerful tool to use to create those relationships, such a universal language. Like you said, it doesn't matter your background, where you come from, we can come to music and we're all the same. And I, and I love that idea that your organization upholds. So this is the last question. I think you'll be great at this. You've been great so far. And we want to prompt people here at the end as our final word to just take action. So why should people give back to their community? Obviously, 
their initiatives like 365, you're giving back to your community. I'm sure you've had a lot of volunteers, the people that come and, and teach lessons to kids at your organization. Why is that important? We would never be able to exist if we didn't have community support. So um, for us, you know, it's the people in the community that have come to our recitals and who donate and who who sponsor a student's education. It's 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 creating this generation, you know, whether it's with financial support or just attending recitals and concerts and showing that you appreciate what the kids are doing, that you respect what they're putting their time into. We view that as a way to create the next generation of community leaders. I mean, these kids are the ones that are going to be responsible for arts education or arts funding or arts appreciation um, in, in their circles. And so for us, that's absolutely crucial. If you want a vibrant community, I think a lot of people would say it's the cultural aspects that are the most important, the food, the dance, the music, the visual art. And so with taking these like 10, 12, 16 year old kids and making them stronger in their artistic education, that's going to foster the next generation of arts educators or, or, or performers or just patrons really. So for us, it's absolutely crucial that, um, that this generation comes up with a strong background in the arts. I love that. I love that response as an arts kid myself. I love that. So last thing, just shout out where people can find out more about Central Music Academy. Well, we're on, um, social media. So Facebook slash Central Music Academy. We do have a website, centralmusicacademy.org. Um, and then we're on Instagram as well. So you can follow us at any of those places. And then to um, if anybody has any direct questions via email, it's centralmusicacademy at gmail.com. Well, Aaron, on behalf of BGCF and 365, we are grateful for your stewardship of the grant money and look forward to seeing how Central Music Academy continues to be a resource for our community. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, everyone, that is it. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you were encouraged by the stories of good happening right here in our community. I definitely know that I am. Make sure you tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. for more good stories and the next installment of the Do Good Radio Hour.